Welcome to the Progress Your Health podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Uh, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. How are you doing this morning? Uh, well, the skies are blue. The blur- birds are out. It uh, looks like it's going to be another beautiful day. I look forward to it. It's what, spring in Washington. And even though it does, hey, it's Washington State, it does rain here. But at least the, um, you know, everything's green and we do get some beautiful days. Yeah, we certainly do. Um, it, now, granted, in the summer, people that are not familiar, in the summertime, it hardly rains at all. June, July, August, September, doesn't rain hardly much. Uh, it gets kind of dry. Um, but certainly uh, the spring, the fall, the winter, yeah, it, makes yeah. up, it makes up for those months <laughs> that it doesn't rain for sure. Okay, so this one is a situation that comes up all the time, uh, like all the time, for existing patients, for new patients, for questions we get from listeners and readers, uh, the timing of thyroid medication and blood testing. Uh, Some say to take it in the morning, some say to take it the day before uh, and skip it that morning. There's, uh, like I said, there's, um, you know, there's a couple of opinions on how that's supposed to be done. Oh, what say you? I'd say both. Yeah. So you'd right? say that both are, both are right. Yeah. When somebody asks, should I take my thyroid the morning of the blood test? There's times when I say yes. And there's times when I say no, it, you know, it really depends on how we're going to monitor it. Now we're very specific when we monitor thyroid levels, specifically we'll do the thyroid stimulating hormone, the TSH, the free T4 and the free T3. You know, we want to you know, those are kind of like my nitty gritty. I mean, then you can do a reverse T3 and a few others, but really, you know, the, the free T3 is super important. A lot of conventional doctors don't always test the free um, T3 or somebody might be on a particular type of medication like Synthroid, Levothyroxine, and they only do the TSH, unfortunately, just the TSH, or if they're a little bit more progressive, they might do a TSH and a free T4. So really for us, since we're so you know, so nitty gritty on how we dose and how we read the blood tests, I will do both. Yeah, right. Uh, So a typical scenario that we see all the time for both of us, for a new patient, they uh, have gone to another doctor, they're on one of the T4 monotherapy medications, they're on Synthroid, Levoxyl, Levothyroxine, they don't feel very good. They've been on that dose. Their doctor changes their dose up and down and up and down and up and down. It based was on their TSH. Based on their TSH. So they're, they're, they increase their dose. Their TSH goes down. Now they lower their dose. They still don't feel very good. So it's this like kind of back and forth uh, musical chair dosing of the thyroid of the, of the uh, T4 medication uh, with really no consideration for how the patient feels. It's solely based on the TSH number. Uh, And for those listening, um, we don't agree with that at all. That's why we typically do not prescribe those medications. So in a case like that, that patient comes in to see us, we would automatically switch and increase, depending on what their labs are, the baseline labs, what they were on from their previous doctor. We look at those numbers and we make decisions based on what they were um, on coming in to see us. We will switch and increase typically, right? Because when you go from those conventional uh, medications to a, what we like to do most of the time 
is compounded thyroid. Uh, the compounded thyroid, because it's stain release, doesn't necessarily it doesn't it's not necessarily as strong as the instant release commercial medications. Yeah, because it's sustained release, when you take it, it doesn't shoot through the, you know, the ozone layer into your system. It comes up gently and stays gently throughout that 24-hour period. Now, we also do, um, you know, desiccated thyroid, porcine desiccated thyroid, nature thyroid, um, armor thyroid, NP thyroid, West thyroid. We also do, you know, the porcine thyroids as well. But when somebody's, but the compounded T4, T3, which is a compounded sustained release levothyroxine and a compounded sustained release combined together capsule leothyronine is and and the um, porcine desiccated thyroids they are like you know apples and oranges compared to synthroid or levothyroxine mm-hmm. yeah they're uh, really they're com- completely kind of two different animals in some respects they're not really a fair comparison when you try to go from one medication the commercial type to the compounded ones uh, they, you cannot match up the dosing. It is completely... Now, some of the pharmacies, some of the compounding pharmacies do make uh, conversion charts, but those are even worse. Uh, and the internet ones on the internet are terrible. Yeah, yeah. You cannot... Uh, if you base your... Uh, if you base your new prescription for that patient mm-hmm. that comes in, if you base your new prescription based on what they're already taking without increasing it at the same time, they're going to be under-medicated. Or readjusting the T4, T3 based on what they're on. They will feel terrible. Yeah, they will. They will kind of regress in a way. So that's why we typically, from experience, we typically switch and increase right off the bat because people tend to be across the board. They be they tend to be underdosed. Uh, that's the argument for test for skipping medication in the morning is because if you take your medication in the morning, your blood levels are going to rise shortly thereafter the taking the medication. So if you see a, a blood level that's higher. After, you know, let's say three or four hours after taking your medication, some people think that that is a falsely elevated number. But when you uh, first transition somebody from a baseline before they came to see you, and now you're switching them to a literally a completely different medication, you have to see that change in the beginning before you have them skip their medication. If you have them, if they don't take it for 24 hours, you're basically flying blind. You have no idea what that new medication is doing to their levels and you can't accurately change or adjust based on those new numbers. And then you're just having to look at the TSH to really um, realize it. So just to kind of reword what Dr. Mackey was saying, a new patient comes in, they know their thyroid is off. They've been on some kind of T4 therapy, or maybe they haven't been on any therapy before, but they know their thyroid's off. We, you know, they are, we have some blood work right in front of us saying, Hey, look, your thyroid looks like it's off. Let's start you on some thyroid, you know, some com- either compounded T4, T3 combo, or maybe some natural porcine desiccated thyroid. So we're going to start you off now. And then, you know, and we, and if they were on a different dose, maybe you might raise it up. Then we're going to test you after about a month. You know, it takes about three weeks for those therapeutic levels to rise in your bloodstream and become, you know, facilitated into your system. So I usually don't want to do it any less than three weeks. So we might test it in about a month. So I always tell them, please, please, please wake up in the morning, take your thyroid and get your blood test, you know, around four to six hours later. Don't do it right away because then it will jump up a little bit too high because we need to know if you're absorbing this new thyroid medicine. Yeah, right. Yeah, you had a baseline from your previous medication. Now we're transitioning to literally the commercial types to the compounded or the natural natural uh, desiccated thyroid. It's None of them are the same thing. Uh, so you can't 
you know, one dose of one versus one dose of the other two types, uh, you can't compare them as, even though they're all thyroid medications, they're all completely different on how a, a person responds to them. But by taking it four to six hours afterwards, you're going to see that rise. It is going to go up artificially, but now you can compare that to the baseline numbers. And for the practitioner, it makes total sense. Yeah. For me to know, like my digestive system is dis different than your digestive system, which is different than somebody else's. How am I absorbing this? So if I see that I give them this medicine and it doesn't come up, then I'll know you, you know, we've got to work on your digestive system because we're always doing that too, but maybe the dose needs to come up. But let's say it does come up, then I'll know that they're able to digest it. They're able to absorb it. And it's really more specifically, I would say about the T3 component of the thyroid medication. T3 is a an awesome, I mean, it's an awesome thyroid hormone, but it's very volatile. It's unstable. It has a short, short half-life. So if you had taken your new thyroid medication yesterday and then went to the blood, you know, it's right now, it's about, you know, 1130 or 1030 here in the morning, went and got my blood draw right now. It's been well over 24 hours since you took that medication. I'm not going to get an accurate reflection of where your T3 levels are at. Yeah, right. So you're you're taking it 24 hours prior. Your levels have already come up and then have you know basically bottomed back out. So you're almost in some ways when you're looking at that blood test, you're starting over every 24 hours. Uh, so with the exception of the T4 though, T4 does have a longer half life. I think it's close to seven days. So if you did miss it and, you know, took your blood work, you know, today, right now, and I didn't take my thyroid since yesterday, the T4 might be slightly a little bit more accurate, but the T3, it's almost like useless. Yeah, right. And the T3, the free T3 is the number that we're trying to increase. The TSH is going to go down as the dose goes up of any one of those three medications, the uh, T4 monotherapy, the NDT, a natural desiccated thyroid or the compounded, the TSH is going to go down as you increase the dose on all those medications. On the T4 monotherapy, the Synthroid, Levoxyl, Levothyroxine, those are not going to have any impact on the T3. The T3 is not going to change and sometimes it just goes down. Even though the TSH might go down, your T4 might come up, but nothing typically happens to the T3 and that's the active thyroid hormone. T4 is just a conversion hormone. It has no activity in the body whatsoever. T3 is the one that has all the effect or all the action on the body, that's the one that we want to have. That's the one we want to modulate as much as we can. Now with us saying that, you know, I'm sure there are those of you out there like, what, this makes no sense. I never take my thyroid medicine before my, you know, taking my blood test. Now, if you're on Synthroid, it really doesn't matter whether you take it or you don't take it. And really, I would say don't take it. You know, don't take it the morning your test if you're on Synthroid. And that's what your endocrinologist is going to want and probably will only check maybe the free T4 and the TSH. But if you're on any kind of therapy that has the T3 in it, in the beginning, I always have you take it and then wait several hours to check check how you're absorbing it. I mean, granted, we, we don't... and. I will tell you, number one, we do not base thyroid doses on blood tests alone. We do take into consideration, you know, a huge factor of your symptoms. What are your thyroid symptoms? We do take that into consideration when we're dosing, but it's wonderful to have that objective data of where those free T3 levels are. Once we kind of get things balanced out, then we do, we'll say, hey, Tomorrow, you know, when you go get your blood drawn, don't take your thyroid that morning. So we will do that as well because I want to see you 
without the thyroid. Yeah. Uh, so again, for a scenario for that, so in the beginning, we want them to take their thyroid so we can see the change from what they were taking previously. So let's say three months, six months, we've made a couple of dose changes in that time. Now their TSH is actually a little low. Let's say their TSH, the, the lower end of the reference range is 0.45. Let's say their TSH is 0 0.25, 0 0.1, 0 0.01, point something lower than the reference range uh, because they took their medication the you know three to uh, three to six hours before their blood draw. Now we will have them say, you know what, the next time you go in to do blood work in a month or three months or whatever it is, uh, now skip it that morning. So now it has been, like I said, over 24 hours since they've taken it. Now that now those numbers should be adjusted accordingly, and now we can make a better we can make a better uh, determination of what needs to happen with their dosing because now we are seeing it at its, we saw it at its highest point, the last blood test, the numbers were a little bit, uh, you know, abnormal, but now we're going to see it at its lowest point and we can continue to main, you know, to, uh, uh, you know, approach the ideal dose for that particular patient. Yeah. So the, the answer to the question, because people ask this all the time, you know, should I take my thyroid medication before my blood test? The answer is sometimes yes. And sometimes no. Yeah, right. Now, uh, that, again, we've gotten uh, some pushback from people sometimes. Oh, I'm not supposed to take it. It's right on the internet. I'm supposed to take it. I'm not supposed to take it uh, because, you know, you're seeing these artificially elevated numbers. It's, like I said, it's more about the process that we have of why we want to see them in the beginning. And eventually those numbers, um, we want to, you know, uh, they're going to change over time. That's the whole point. Uh, you know, a lot of times compounded thyroid kind of gets a bad rap. Well, it didn't, I tried it, didn't work. It is always a dose-dependent uh, issue. Um, compounded thyroid is not as strong as some of those other you know, thyroid medications. So, uh, And when it comes to thyroid, I will tell you, conventionally, everybody is very conservative when it comes to dosing thyroid medication. And I do think a lot of patients, which is why taking your medication the day before is such a popular recommendation, is because people are chronically underdosed chronically underdosed. You take your medication in the morning, your Synthroid, your TSH goes down. Oh, your numbers are numbers are too low. So now you still feel like you have all these hypothyroid symptoms, but now your doctor is going to lower your dose from 125 to 112 or from 100 down to 75 or you know 88 micrograms when you already feel you already still have the same symptoms. That's not going to help you very much. Okay, so in that context, yes, taking your medication the day before makes some sense. But if the practitioner is chronically conservative on the thyroid dosing, it doesn't matter when you take it uh, because you're never going to really achieve the, you know, the optimal dose that's going to make someone feel better, which is what we're trying to do with every patient. We're trying to optimize the TSH and the free T3, a low normal TSH, a high normal free T3. Usually the patient feels pretty good in that, in that relationship between those two numbers. And, and you think if your thyroid's low, we're giving you medication to bring it back up. So when you say abnormal or artificial levels, I don't exactly consider that when I take my thyroid in the morning. Sure. You know, I take it at six in the morning by 12 or, you know, I wouldn't call, I wouldn't call my levels artificial or abnormal. I would call them normal because my thyroid is low. And so I'm taking a dose to put it at the right high optimal level. 
Right. Yeah, totally. Uh, and, and you're right. I wouldn't call it abnormal or you know, artificial because those numbers are dependent on the medication. You've been taking it, you know, for a while. Those that's your in some ways, the medication is your new normal, uh, you know, so uh, it's, it's it's complicated, uh, you know, knowing when to take your medication that morning and knowing when not to uh, the objective, the, the symptoms, the patients of symptoms and the objective data help us determine when when we say yes to take your medication in the morning before your blood test and when to say no. Uh, so they're both right. So when we were, you know, I was saying that we're very specific in how we, you know, dose the thyroid, look at the thyroid, get your input. When you think about it, especially with the compounded, you're not quite as versatile with the um, porcine, the um, desiccated porcine thyroid or nature thyroid or armor. But with the compounded T4, T3, you can make any microgram, quarter microgram change in anything that you want based on that individual. Some people, so you think about with a porcine, you know, the pig thyroid, which I still love and I have lots of people on it, but it's a four to one ratio, four micrograms of T4 to one microgram of T3. You really can't get away from that. But with the compounded form of the levothyroxine and the leothyronine sustained release, you can do anything. And I have a lot of patients where they really do absorb their T4 fairly well, but they can't convert it to the T3. So, hey, I can raise up the T3 in that capsule. So that's why we're so specific with our patients. And I think they get a little bit like, no, I read on the internet or my, you know, some, my, you know, coaches or whatnot told me that I shouldn't take my thyroid before. Sure. Maybe with somebody else, I can understand that, but we are very specific. I need to be able to see it one way, see it another way. So I can pull that together. Just like Dr. Mackey said, is we want to have kind of a low normal TSH. And sometimes we don't even pay a whole lot of credence to the TSH because you know, it's just a signal from the brain, but at the same time, we want to have that data, but then have a high normal T3, people feel good. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the the recommendation to take your medication, the, you know, skip your medication that morning, I think is fine for a conservative conventional mindset, right? Because they're very conservative across the board on someone's thyroid dosing. Doctors get a little freaked out by it. Uh, where we're always trying to optimize those numbers. That's why we say both is, you know, there's not, uh, there is not a hard and fast rule of skipping your medication that morning. It is very much patient specific on when we say yes and when we say no. And it's not just, you know, random. We actually have a very, you know, a very well thought out process on why we do that because those numbers, because of the medication types, they're all those medications are different and people respond to them differently uh, so when they start on something, we switch them to something else, which is why people typically come to us. They don't want to be on Synthroid anymore. They've heard about some other options, whatever the other options are. Uh, you know, uh, we prefer the compounded thyroid, um, you know, and that is very much dose dependent. So we have to try to inch a little further, closer and closer and closer, but it takes time to do that. You can't do that in a couple of weeks or a couple of months. It does take sometimes, you know, three to six months to get those doses optimized. Yeah. When I'm, you know, we're first meeting you as a patient. Um, yeah, it's going to take a little time for me to understand your system because your system's different than somebody else's system. But once we got it down, cause I mean, we have patients we've seen, you know, since we started practice in 2004 is, you know, I will tell them, don't take it. You know, I want to just see the thyroid, you know, just you, no, no thyroid that morning. Or some people I'll say, hey, listen, 
if you can, instead of four to six hours later, can you wait and do your blood work after work so I can get a good 12 hours? Because maybe the sustainability isn't, isn't, isn't there after 12 hours. You know, I want to know where it is at all different times because we're so specific. So I know we've had, I've had some patients that got, you know, a little, um, you know, nervous about me telling them to take their thyroid and know that, you know, I got you covered that, you know, we will do it both ways. Yeah, right. Yeah. There's not, uh, there's, there's situations where both are necessary. Uh, and a lot of times there's a lot of overreaction about a patient's lab results. Their TSH is a little bit too low. Their free, free T4, free T3 is a little bit too high. And doctors are, the patient always knows when they're overmedicated. They'll start having some symptoms. They'll feel jittery. They'll feel anxious. They might have some heart palpitations. Uh, usually it might be heart rate versus palpitations. Uh, cytomel, which is an instant release uh, T3, might cause some palpitations right after taking it. Uh, th- that's also why we use the sustained release compounded thyroid because it eliminates some of those cardiovascular symptoms. Um, but if you just start on one dose and it say, well, a month goes by and I'll feel better. I might even feel a little worse. That's why we need some time to, uh, you know, to get to that a- a- appropriate dose because, uh, it comes down to the person and the dosage. Uh, and, uh, we can't do that. You know, we can't speed that process up. That process takes uh, a little bit of time to get there. Uh, so do you have anything else to add about that? Or, you know, like I said, it really depends on, you know, that maybe we just confuse it even more right now. People really don't know what to do. Um, but at least the way that we do it, um, we want to, you know, we want to see the transition, the baseline from where they were to what we're starting them on. And then we kind of decide from there as, you know, as they either improve or don't improve. Now we're able to tailor that, you know, um, just a little bit, uh, just a little bit more optimized over time. So if, Hopefully we didn't confuse you, but if you have any questions, please email us, um, you know, ask your questions. We, that helps us kind of decide what to talk about because when we get your questions that, you know, that gives us input into what people want to hear. So if any of this about taking your thyroid before your blood test, after your blood test, any questions, just reach out. Uh, so until next time, uh, I'm Dr. Mackey. I'm Dr. Davidson. See you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at progressyourhealth.com.